0: It's a fact, and you know that it's true. Like, today is fucking Sunday, and it is time for the Double N Ben Variety Show. There is only one way. There is only one way to rock, and that is by listening to the Double N Ben Variety Show. And we are here. Holy shit, how are we doing? Doing, ladies and gents? Oh, god damn, it is fantastic to be here with you. Listen, you want to hear a story? I like stories. Do you like stories? Because guess what? There's nothing else to do in fucking lockdown other than tell a story. So I'm going to tell a story. Let's talk. See, I like things that are yummy. Do you like things that are yummy? I love things that are yummy. You know, even if it's not good for you, right? Right. I made a dumb decision to do that. Now, we might think that, you know, shoving a... uh, Let's say, for example, shoving a quarter pounder and large fries and nuggets down our throat will feel good. But then if you keep eating that shit, you turn into Clive Palmer, where you can't even slam the prostitutes that you're trying to fuck, alright? You don't want to get into that position. What happened with me... Is that I'm not exactly turning into Clive Palmer, but hey, I'm only a couple nuggets away from doing so. Because um, you know the gyms aren't open, but you know I- I'm getting my exercise. I'm getting my exercise in. I'm I- I'm getting the steps in. I- I'm getting moving, y'all. I'm like you know you know how you see like this all clues housewives who do those like Pilates classes and like, just keep moving girls. Oh, that's so good. Just, you know, keep moving those, but those butts behind you. Don't worry about it. You don't have to wear a mask. Gonna ruin your Botox. You know, your husbands are definitely going to want to sleep with you after they see what you've done to your booty. It's not like they're sleeping with the secretary anyway and doing, you know, cocaine off a hooker's asshole. But I decided that I was gonna make something yummy, but it wasn't good for me, right? So, what I decided to do was that I made myself a breakfast wrap. And this breakfast wrap contained, uh, it had bacon, scrambled eggs, melted cheese, barbecue sauce. That fucker was toasted and goddamn it tasted so good that I had three of them. I had three of those things. No nutrients. No, you know, uh, good vitamins or anything that was going to give me energy. I just wanted to taste something yummy. It's like when, hmm, what's a good example? It's kind of like when Gladys Berejiklian let Daryl McGuire go down on her. She thought it was gonna, she thought it tasted yummy, and I'm sure it did taste yummy. But what were the future consequences? It turned out that she was corrupt as fuck. Right, it's the same thing. You you want to try things that are yummy, but it gets you into a whole heap of trouble. So when I had three of these breakfast wraps, right? I had three of these fucking things. Okay, I had three of these breakfast wraps. I decided after that, I'm like, all right, we're gonna shoot the podcast, we're gonna get this done. You know, let's do it. I come in to do, you know, record the episode, and I was really just low energy out of it, feeling sick, you know, I was just, I sounded miserable, sounded like I wanted to kill myself, I couldn't crack any jokes, I couldn't bring the fun like we usually do on this show, and it was just, it was shit, it sucked, so I had to record it again, I'm really giving away all the behind the scenes secrets, aren't I, it's not really great, you know what I mean? But I like to be honest with you people. It's not like, I know you're listening to this being like, why is he telling me this? The point is, is that I see y'all as family and I like being honest with you. And like I said, there's only one way to rock and that is by the Double end Ben Variety Show. Anyway, mm. so we got a lot to cover today. There's a lot of shit that's happened this week. Um, so let's jump straight into it. Let's not waste time. With any more stupid stories. But I thought it was a cool story. And I know you guys were interested in it. Probably not. Who gives a fuck? But listen, I, my life is not that interesting. Especially right now, okay? Comedy clubs aren't open. You know, can't go out and see friends. You know, can't go, go, you know, on a Tinder date or anything like that. It's shit. So I, I try to spice things up for you guys. And it's fun to spice things up for me. But whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's not about me, right? It's never about me, it's about the audience and I don't like being honest with you. Alright, let's stop pissing about, let's carry on. Listen, <sighs> there's some bad news and it ain't great news. I like to bring sillies onto the podcast. I like to have fun. What isn't fun is when an entire country that you live in becomes a laughing stock on the internet, which is what Australia has become. Australia has turned into America. Congratulations Australia, you're always trying to do what America does. We always kiss Uncle Sam's ass and suck its dick, and now we finally achieved that goal because we have become the laughing stock of the world. That's right. Australia every day is trending for the wrong reasons. The only time that Australia should be trending on Twitter is, you know, good things. Stuff like seeing photos of the beach where Americans go, oh my God, do they ride to school on kangaroos? Like, shit like that. Or, you know, uh, some bum fights at Macca's, or, you know, seeing lads and Eshays embarrass themselves, or better yet, seeing Barnaby Joyce accidentally knock up a hooker in a McDonald's bathroom. Something like that. That is always good to see trending on Twitter when it comes to Australia, but to this week, not even this week, this past fucking month, we are trending on Twitter for the wrong reasons. And we are being, we're viewed as Nazi Germany now. What happened? Where did we go wrong? Oh, that's right. We have leaders who just, you know, we've been through this a thousand times. We don't have the greatest people in power at the moment. We're not you know, in the 80s, 90s, where we actually knew what we were doing. We're not in the, you know, late 2007, late 2000s, early 2010 days. We're in the shit, and it's not good, okay? We we, we, we have no one else to blame but ourselves. We, we, we voted in these idiots who can't manage a crisis to save their own fucking lives. They can't even... Like the, everyone's like, oh man, they they really yeah they really you know banged up COVID, didn't they? They just don't know what they're doing. What about the bushfires? What about that shit? Is anyone forgetting that we have someone in power who is running the state who literally, literally, like you know d- goes fucking scorched earth on koalas, treats koala habitats like they're Fallujah? Does anyone forget that? We got people like that, no one saw when that was happening, being like, hmm, if things get worse, I'm not sure if I want that person in power. Well, you know, we're like, oh, she'll be right. You know, it'll be all good, mate. Don't worry about that. We'll, uh, we'll get through it, mate. We'll just do as we told in that year. Now nah, the blacks in our power will do us right, won't they? Well, they fucking haven't, have they? I know we all, listen, and I love this country. I'm passionate about it, but it's time to have a hard chat. Um, and I'm trying to look at this with nuance and balance, because I'm sick of this, you know, this, you know, Australians are just like bootlickers who like licking boots, that's what they like to do, if they just had some guns, man, maybe they'd be able to stand up for themselves, and, uh, you know, the police would stay back, and they wouldn't, it wouldn't be like they were in Nazi Germany, you know what I mean, boy? Listen, <clears throat> listen, okay, I'm not looking at it from that angle, and I'm sick of that fucking argument of like, well, you know, if they just had if we just had guns, you know, we, we wouldn't be in this situation. Listen, I went through this last week, and I hate to repeat myself, but I'm gonna say this right now. 90. of you on social media, if you were given a gun, you would not kill anybody. And if you did, you'd get shot by other cops or you'd go to jail and you'd get raped in the ass by some big bubble-looking motherfucker in the showers, okay? Enough. Cut the shit. Guns aren't going to do anything, okay? They're not enough, seriously, you're all too lazy for a fuck, we're all, we are lazy for a gun, we don't care, and it's, mate, that's a good thing, laziness is not a bad thing, maybe being lazy about not having guns is a good thing, doesn't mean you can't criticize the rules, and just because you're criticizing the rules doesn't mean you need a gun, okay, what is this shit? Well, you know, if they just had a gun, and they just, you know, used it against the police, and, uh, You know, they'd be able to stand up for themselves. That's what we do in America. No, what you guys do in America is that you find a school and you go, Oh, today's the day, isn't it? Then you go in and kill a bunch of kids. We don't want to do that shit here, okay? We don't like to embarrass ourselves that much, but we're beyond that fucking point because we've already humiliated ourselves enough by today because we're trending every day on Twitter being like, Haha, those Australians, man. They're like riding to school on their kangaroos, and now they're, like, living in Nazi Germany. What a shithole. Listen, I can't really give shit to your leaders because, you know, we got Scott Morrison, we got Gladys Berejiklian, we got these two dummies in charge, okay? And everyone's like, what about dictator Dan? Listen, I know that you have such a shit life where you've got to watch Sky News to feel like you still have a soul, but you're going to the wrong places. Find religion. Peter Credlin and Alan Jones are not your preachers for fucking religion, okay? They're not it. The people who watch Sky News and being like, yeah, man, Dictator Dan really is a dictator. He really is building tunnels underneath Victoria so he can, you know, smuggle kids. That's why he's doing the lockdown. Listen, the people who listen to Sky News... Are those, pe- are those, it's usually majority of it is men. <laughs> My God, fucking Sky News and their sexist views. I only like to have a man. Makes sense, doesn't it? But listen, the people who listen to Sky News are those fat, um, th- th- those fat men who have let go of themselves. They're all sitting on the couch like this being like, <laughs> yeah. Alan Jones is right, this is a disgrace, fuck those Lebanese peas and shit, yeah. I ordered Uber Eats about, you know, 10 minutes ago, where's my double pepperoni pizza? Drinking here with the VB, it's not going to fill me up, is it? And then the fucking wife walks in being like, Harold, I'm taking the kids, I've had enough. It's like, fine, don't worry about it, you just don't care that we're living in a dictatorship, do ya? I'll just sit here and listen to Alan Jones and then... You're all alone, you're divorced, she's taken the kids, but the only way that you can keep yourself happy is by watching Sky News. That is why you're a miserable piece of shit. Get a life, find religion, go fuck while you can, go out there, go dance, go put your feet in the grass, stop watching this bullshit. And hey, listen, something like The Project or Studio 10, it's even fucking worse. The Project is for those housewives who watch it with all the other soccer moms being like, oh Letha Wilkinson's on, and they're all drinking Pinot Noir and fucking, you know, slamming down Percocet. Or Valiums or whatever pharmaceuticals are trending at the time to, you know, because they go to the doctor being like, my husband's just not talking to me. It's just terrible. And he's like, that's fine, darling. Just take these medications. And they, you know, drink it with some white wine, whatever it is, Valiums, or, you know, goddamn Xanax. And they they, they numb themselves to this shit that they watch. It's like you're watching shit. You're basing your reality on shit. You're basing your own reality on either Rupert Murdoch or these elitist smug pieces of shit that do cocaine with John Howard in George Pell's sex dungeon. Okay? It's not... You, you you live in a fantasy land. You don't live in the real world, okay? And I know people who... I, and I love them to death. I love... I know people who watch Sky News and I love them to death, but I try to snap them out of it, but they won't listen to me because they literally think that, you know, Daniel Andrews is smuggling kids underneath fucking train stations, hence why they're in a lockdown, you know, even though lockdowns don't benefit any premier economically. I don't... This is the thing. I don't like these lockdowns. No one does. I wish they were fucking over. Are they even fucking working? Are these lockdowns even working? They're not fucking working. We all... It's... Can we just cut it? We'll get to a rule that they introduced later. But these rules that they have in place, it's like... Guys, we... Seriously, like, you should have... The vaccine role, the quarantine system, like, you gotta plan ahead for this shit. This is not stuff that you can just think up of in the moment, you know what I mean, but the people who I know who do think that, they're lovely people, I love them, they just think in stupid ways, but hey, look, I'm not, I I am no saint, I watch Alex Jones, I love Infowars to death, okay, look, it's just, it is what it is, but Sometimes, you got to take things for what they are. I don't look at Infowars and think, I'm going to base my reality off of that. Now, don't get me wrong. Alex Jones gets a lot of shit right. He does. But at the same time, he does get shit wrong. Am I going to base my entire reality on what he has to say? No. No, listen, I, I I don't have the balls like him to go into Bohemian Grove, grove and watch Henry Kissinger finger George H.W. Bush in the ass while he's wearing a dress and while he's dressed up in drag. I'm not like that. I'm not going to base my reality on that. Do you know what I mean? Whatever. Listen, the point is, is that we have become a laughingstock. People think that we are Nazi Germany now. What happened to, like, you know, green and gold and, you know... uh, What's his name? Paul Hogan, that fucking raisin looking geriatric who's so old now. Jesus. These people just come back from the dead to fill in old roles that they did back in the 80s. It's like, guys, just let them die, okay? Let them die in peace. Stop being greedy pieces of shit to get every last you know bit of cash you can out of them, being like, Can you do this Australia rad, right, mate? Yeah, it'll be really good. You'll be with all the new stars, like, you know, all these new actors, mate. Yeah, listen. You look at them and they're so old. They're old. Leave them alone, okay? Leave Paul Hogan alone. Let him. It's like Alan Jones. Leave him alone, okay? Rupert Murdoch abducting this man from a retirement home and you know getting him to rack some speed and scream about communism like we're in the days of fucking Joe McCarthy. It's getting sad. These people just need to fucking die. Let them die. They're old, okay? They're never going to be able to have sex again. They're in a retirement home. They're going to forget, you know, what sex feels like after five minutes once they stick it in. Enough. Let's cut the shit, okay, people? Let's just live in harmony. But we can't do that, can we? Because too many people turn to the wrong places to get answers. I know that someone like... You know, Alan Jones, all those, Peter, if you find Peter Credlin entertaining, listen, if you watch Sky News just for Peter Credlin, and you want her to be the Victorian Premier in 2022, this is what you need to do. You need to go to the highest building possible, jump off it, and go head first into the concrete, because you're not thinking straight, you're not really contributing much to society, you're more of a drain on society, I just don't think it's really working out, you, you just have not lived a good life, do you know what I'm saying, it's just, it's time to give it up, okay, you're not thinking straight, I know people with goddamn, you know, extreme bipolar and schizophrenia who, who live in mental asylums, who think straighter than that, like, come on, like, guys, let's, let, let's stop, all right, stop the shit, so we're going to watch something. Um, okay. we're gonna. I'm going to show you the video that has got us trending. This is the final nail in the coffin. And of course, 9 News just had to go ahead and embarrass us like this. Because that's what they like to do. Alright. This is what people don't understand. 9 News is owned by Peter Costello. Okay. Why is anyone taking this fuck seriously? But... Whatever, I'm gonna let you guys be the judge. Whatever, I'm, I'm, let's 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 watch. Let's let's just get through it, okay? This is what has embarrassed us now, okay? This is what has absolutely made us look like a pack of fools. We're a pack of fools, and it's sad. Can, can we just before we start, I'm gonna put a picture on the thing. But if you're listening to this, you know, I don't know who that short short haired. Broad is, you know, I don't. She, it's one of those, you know, broads that they pull, pulled off the street saying, Yeah, you'll do, you're hot. And they just put them in some, you know, fancy fashion, and you'll be like, Just read this off the screen, you'll be fine. Like, what do they dress these women in? Like, they, w- what is that collar? It's like, you know, I'm fancy, I, I read the fucking news, <laughs> yeah, and I get awards for it because I'm a mouthpiece, but whatever. They, they, she, she's looking like a fool, it's not a good dress design. Like, can we just step it up? Come on, Jesus those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers among the most concerning case- really it's those doing the wrong thing that is driving our record case numbers hey i don't know what your name is so we'll just call you shauna no yeah shauna we'll call you shauna listen shauna how about you maybe? Focus on the people who put money in your pockets. You know, like Scott Morrison, Josh Frydenberg, Peter Dutton. You know, those fucks who probably molest kids with Brian Houston. Why don't you go and maybe call them out? It's weird. It's, so we're the ones. We're the ones who are breaking the rules. Now, because you said that, you made us look like a complete pack of fools in Australia. You, you just... It's like you just took the map of Australia, you know, pulled your fucking skirt down wiped your fucking twat, and, you know, now, you made us look like, you're wiping Australia with your ass and your twat, and now, we look like fools, because you're not even reporting on it properly, why don't you call out, maybe, hmm, I don't know, Peter Costello for getting, you know, facts about the vaccine wrong, and look, I'm not one of these, like, you gotta take the vaccine, it's gotta be mandatory, listen, take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine, I don't give a fuck, do what you want doesn't matter, you're not bioterrorist, this one idiot on Twitter the other day, you know, I'm not going to say who it is, yes I am, humanist report, this this guy, listen, he, he means well, he seems like a nice guy, kind of a fucking moron, whatever, um, he comes out and he's like, you know, people who don't take the vaccine, they're they're, they're like, a, they're bioterrorists who are plaguing our society, who need to be, who need to have the vaccine just forced into them, listen, just because you looked up a few words on the internet and you found buzzwords and you strung a sentence together, doesn't mean you get to shit in a bucket and pour it all over everyone on Twitter. I'm paraphrasing Paul Keating there, but it makes sense, okay? Bioterrorist, what a load of shit that is. Listen, I took the vaccine. Go for it. It's safe. I recommend it. If you don't want to get it, if you're listening to this being like... Don't tell me what to do, man. Don't infringe on my freedoms. Listen, I'm not infringing on your freedoms, man. Go do what you want. But I recommend it. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, but, you know, I. Uh, why doesn't she say so, yeah, that guy was an idiot on Twitter? Whatever. But, like, you know, your bosses, and I'm talking about Shauna here, you know, the one who pulled down her skirt and wiped Australia with her ass, um... Why don't you call out your bosses who got facts about the vaccine wrong with AstraZeneca, with, you know, oh, don't take it, do take it. You, you made it into, you made such a, a fear campaign out of it. Why don't you call those fucks out who may be, you know, making a stay inside because of your boss's fuck ups? Why don't you call out the government? Why don't you call out... Gladys Berejiklian, Scott Morrison. Did you ever maybe think of doing that? No, you didn't. Do you know why? Because Peter Costello, comes in with a bag of cash, he shoves it down your fat fucking gob, and then you go out to, you know... uh, Is there any clubs open at the moment? No, there's nothing. You, you, You go to one of your double bay apartments, you meet up with Lisa Wilkinson, you're both doing you know, goddamn Percocet and drinking espresso martinis and you just go like, oh, fucking, we're miserable pieces of shit. And then you come back to work the next day and you do this shit. Do you know what I mean? You are just a, a corporate mouthpiece who gets money shoved down that beautiful face of yours. But listen, call out those people. They're responsible. Fucking hell, let's carry on.
1: A COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Caram knows he is COVID positive what when he owl. steps into this public lift, already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters.
0: Do you watch Garrett did he watch like um Mark did he read Mark Manson's subtle art of not giving a fuck? Just don't give a fuck, man. Just do what you want in life
1: but
0: has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment. It's a nice apartment, man. Warrant now issued for his arrest. Kerry Chant is after this man. I, Kerry Chant, Chief Health Officer, being of the view that there is a risk to the health or safety of the public or a sector of the public, make the following public statement, identifying and giving warnings of information about the risks. God damn! Kerry Chant, man she's she's lost any soul that she has and she is turning into goddamn uh dick cheney going after all those terrorists those bioterrorists words have a certain way of influencing us don't they
1: Goddamn. damn rest this 27 year old chap who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't
0: care less whether he spreads the virus good on you brad one example of the worst of the worst
1: There's little sympathy for anyone ignoring the health orders. Even this group of teenagers caught partying after dark at the bottom of the North Bondi cliffs. Herded to higher ground by Polair's spotlight and speaker, the eight boys were placed in handcuffs and left to explain a (coughs) $1,000 fine to mum.
0: Uh, 681 penalty infringement notices issued in the last 24 hours. More than 400... Of those notices were again why do these cops look like high school substitute teachers this guy looks like a, a, a drama teacher whose wife left him because he was such a sad sack of shit that now he looks like some drama teacher in a play who's put on a cop uniform but forgotten to take off his glasses like these cops don't look tough that's, look, I love cops. It's a joke. I have all respect for the cops. I, I do. I'm just being an idiot, but come on. Like, let's look let's, let's look the part, you know what I mean? This guy looks like a nerd, but whatever. Gary Warboys. These unfortunate names, man. Jesus. ...for people being outside of their home without a reasonable excuse.
1: Sideline Sharks player Josh Dugan denies lying to police when he was found a long way from Sydney. The 31-year-old stopped at 11.30 last night in Lithgow, where he allegedly told officers he was moving to the area and feeding animals before admitting to visiting a friend. He and a passenger turned back to Sydney, only to be pulled over a second time, travelling in the wrong direction. The NRL is investigating and criminal charges could be laid. Damn! It's getting harder and harder to hide if you're doing the wrong thing, especially in the construction industry, a crackdown following on from the recent shutdown. Workers sent home if their paperwork isn't in check. It is a struggle, but it's, um, you know, it's just what has to be done. Like, nobody likes telling people to go home. They've all got families to feed. Our cameras rolling on another random blitz in Marsden Park.
0: Authorise me under the public Health
1: Act? Inspectors have asked these tradesmen to show proof of their QR check-in as well as... Tiffany
0: Genders. (laughs) Why do these people have the dumbest names? Gary Warboys, Tiffany Genders. Like, I can't make a joke. This is the joke. Like, 9 News is just playing us for a fool to the rest of the world. Imagine imagine applying for a job at 9 News. Like, what's your name? Tiffany Genders? It's... Tiffany, there's only two genders. My my genders is a, a an Apache helicopter. Fucking god, hilarious. Tiffany, gent parents, you just got to name your kids better. Like, it's stop embarrassing your kids like this. They're already on Nine News. They're already working for Peter Costello. That's already humiliating as it is enough. You know, it's already humiliating as it is. You know what I mean? Been given them this last surname. I mean Jesus.
1: Identification and vaccination records. One of the men here is from Campsy and he doesn't Why are you
0: putting him on the, the spot attention. like that?
1: So he's being sent home. He may lose a chunk of his pay too if officers follow through with a fine.
0: Oh my god. Tiffany
1: Genders nine news.
0: For breaking you. So yeah. Um that has put us on the spot for being absolute have this is this is the consequence of the leaders that we have we have the dumbest most incompetent irrational uh devoid of any understanding of how this fucking pandemic has worked in the past like there's no there's just no foresight with any of these fucks. We have the dumbest pieces of shit in the world running this country. And now it has gotten to a point where we have become a laughingstock. We have become an absolute joke. We we have turned into the thing that we don't want to be, which is America. Do you remember back in the Dizay where we'd be laughing at America's dumb shit? This is... This is the thing that has turned us into that. We have become the thing that we used to laugh at. This is... And these reporters being like, you know, we're going to film this guy, um, you know, already embarrassed that he has to go home because, you know, he he forgot one of the rules or whatever. Who knows what happened? But these people, the media and these leaders, they're just the most corrupt... uh, dumbest most incompetent pieces of garbage that we have in this country and you cannot look me in the eye you cannot look at anyone in the eye and tell me or tell them that Scott Morrison and Gladys Berejiklian have been doing a good job because they haven't they have made us into a complete laughing stock and nine news seven news all these mainstream media companies have you know turned us into a joke they have we deserve this we deserve we we you know we should have known this going into the voting booths back in 2019 but you know what this is what you wanted you know this is this is who you asked for and you've gotten it and now that we're in this position this is the result this is the result of trusting these absolute morons. Our Prime Minister went to Hawaii while the country was burning just to get his dick sucked by some hula girl. And meanwhile, Gladys Berejiklian, you know, like, corrupt is all shit. You know, she's she slamming some, you know, gangster named Daryl Maguire. Knows about corruption, ignores it because, you know, his dick must taste that good. And now... You know, can't even handle the pandemic properly. Can't even look properly into the future. You know, if you voted for these people, listen. Maybe it's time to put you in a camp. Do you know what I mean? You don't have a real purpose to serve. It's time to just follow some orders, you know, lift some rocks around, you know, stay in a gulag, maybe. I think that's your best option because clearly that's what you're into. I'm joking, kind of, not really. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But this is a result of these leaders who just, you know, they they, they, they just. I mean, what, what are we dealing with here? We 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 got goofy in office right now, and we we just can't get anything done. And we we we're just living in bloody North Korea, are we? Anyway, let's um let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, what I want to talk about next? I've got a fair bit to talk about. There's so much, my lord. All right, let's talk about uh, Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul, and then after that, we're going to talk about UFC 268. Uh, excuse me. Um, I'm putting time codes in the podcast as always. Stop writing to me saying like you just you meant to be talking about politics and culture. Listen. I talk about that stuff on the main channel, and I talk about it here, but sometimes I want to talk about things that make me happy, okay? I want to talk about things that make me smile, that brings me energy, that, you know, brings me positivity in my life. I I don't want to be talking about this miserable shit all the time. This is my happy place. Stop being mean to me, all right? If I want to talk about boxing, or I want to talk, no, if I want to talk about MMA, or I want to talk about boxing, I'll fucking talk about it, okay? Stop adding me. If you don't like it, there are time codes. Just skip it. Skip it. You know there are time codes. Press a button. How hard is that? But what do you do instead? This isn't what I came to listen to. Listen, i got to listen to the press conferences every day with Brad Hazard and Gladys Berejiklian, but it is what it is. Don't at me. I'm done with these complaints. All right, there are time codes. All right, enough, enough. Let's move on to Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Okay, man, this is going to be a good fight. I cannot wait for this fight. This is going to be a great fight. You've got uh, a real challenge for Jake Paul. And I think also there's a lot on the line for Tyron Woodley. There is a lot on the line for Tyron Woodley because if he loses this fight, He's going to be laughed out of existence. He cannot lose to Jake Paul. He just can't. He just can't. He can't. He can't. And if he does, then, you know... I don't know how, but he did it. You know, and Jake Paul, right? He's a... He's a, he's a I have to be honest. He, has, he is a talented boxer. He can fight. He can throw a punch. He is good on his feet. He is... Good at getting in there and fighting. He knows what he is doing. Now, I will be honest as well. We have to understand that he has been showing off these skills and his talent with opponents who are easy to show off those talents and skills. Do you know what I mean? Let's look at his record, right? Okay, so, for example, right? uh, Jake Paul versus Deji, he's fighting a YouTube kid, uh, next fight after that, another YouTube kid, next fight after that, some basketball player who just is not a boxer, next fight after that, Ben Askren, who is a great wrestler, great on the ground, terrible striker, terrible, and when he fought Ben Askren, he was retired, had a hit replacement. He was out of shape. He looked terrible. So he's gone up against opponents who aren't boxers. So clearly, he's able to show off his skills, right? He's able to show off his skills easily. Tyron Woodley, that's going to be a lot harder to do because Tyron Woodley has KO power. He has KO power. Let's look at Tyron Woodley, one of Tyron Woodley's knockouts, you know? Let's take a look. Um, You know, and I think Tyron Woodley, everyone's like, well, he didn't win his last four fights. So what does that tell you? This is the thing about Tyron Woodley and him not, you know, winning his last four fights. When Tyron Woodley is not on the ground and he's up there throwing punches when he was in the octagon back when he was in the UFC. This is a dude where the only way you could beat him was by getting him on the ground. You had to get him on the ground or you were fucked. That, you can't get Tyrone Woodley on the ground in a boxing match, can you? So there's that. All right. Where is it? All right. We're going to watch some of these knockouts.
1: The wrestling of Woodley versus the judo skills
0: of Kim. They break. Oh. swing by Woodley. Like, this dude just, 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 what, just what he just what he can do with his hands it's amazing He's jacked so that's 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 one example here's another example look at this wrestling is working very hard like Shot. Look, look, right at, look at the way he just throws that punch. Just to shot, punch. Just look at this. Bang. It was a right in man. the fucking chin. He just goes down. Man, like... If you don't get him on the ground, you are in trouble. So I don't know, man. Jake Paul's a good, great boxer. I, I honestly believe that. I think... After Tyron, if he beats Tyron, he needs to fight Tommy Fury, man. He's gotta to fight Tommy Fury. That just that's the way it has to go. Um and look, Tyron Woodley, bro, he he's gotta win. He's too because if he loses to this kid, then his legacy is just gonna go down the drain, and I think he's just gonna be laughed out of existence. He's gonna become a meme. And but I just the thing is though, looking at Tyron Woodley's skills and the way he can use his hands and the way he strikes. He's just got so much talent. He's so technically on point. Um, so boxing such a great move for him. And I, I really hope he wins. I want him to win. I want him to. But that doesn't mean I hate Jake Paul. Because I don't hate Jake Paul. I don't mean, look, as a person, Jake Paul's not a good person. We all know that. He's a psychopath. He's nuts. But he's a great showman. He knows how to put on a show. And I, I respect him for bringing... Uh, the UFC fighter pay to light because as much as I love the UFC, as much as I'm obsessed with it, there is a problem with the fighter pay that does need to be discussed. Um, fighters should unionize, unionize in order to uh you know sort that issue out. But you know he he mate like look Jake Paul's a great showman man. He knows how to sell a fight. He's a smart businessman. There's a lot of there's a lot to learn from him and uh, yeah you can really. See that, like, he cares about this. I don't think he's just doing this as a hobby. I genuinely think he wants a career. And I, I respect Jake Paul for going up against Tyron Woodley. But I want Tyron Woodley to win. Because I just think it's, it's, it's the guy I'm rooting for. Biased? Yeah. I'm biased. Yeah. I'm a big UFC fan. I think Tyron Woodley has had an amazing career. Tyron Woodley's a Hall of Famer. You know, he... The fights that he... he he's a champion, man. He's a... He's, He's won championships, gotten the belts multiple times. You know, he's brilliant. But, you know, I think he's really going to win. And I think Jake Paul is legit, and I think he does have great skills. And I think now it's at a point where it's like, all right, it's time to move on to someone formidable. And I think Tyron Woodley is that next step. And if he wins, I really think he's going to go up against Tommy Fury, man. I really think he does. Because they're both in the same... Camp and way because they're both starting out their boxing careers. They both had to deal with easy opponents. And now I think after Tyron, I think Jake's going to fight Tommy because they're going to challenge each other in a, just in a really exciting way. And I think it's good for their careers. I think it's really good for them to be doing that because like I said, they've been fighting easy opponents. They've, you know, they're at a point where it's like, all right, challenge each other. You're both real boxers. You know how the game of boxing works. You know, because Tyron Woodley is an ex-MMA fighter, you know, Hall of Famer, champion. So I think it's time after that to move on to a legit boxer, you know. And I, I like Jake Paul for a showman, you know, but yeah, that's the way I see it. And I really, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on Tyron Woodley, but we'll see. Who knows? I, I, I Anything can happen. Um, Yeah. But we'll see. All right. Before we move on to the next segment, I need to piss like a racehorse. I need to get some water. I'll be back. Sit tight, kids. All righty. We're back. Okay. Let's move on to UFC 268. Like I said, time code. Stop bitching and complaining to me. Let's move on. Okay. UFC 268 is going to be fucking lit. It is going to go off. It is going to be explosive. We have Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. And we have Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman, number two. And you've got Chandler versus versus Justin Gaethje, man. That is going to be... Oh, my God. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep the night before. Um, The reason I think this... This card is going to go off is because you have Kamaru and Col- Colby. These these two brilliant fighters. These amazing. They're in the welter. They're they're in the welterweight class in the UFC, aren't they? God, I cannot believe I don't know that. I call myself a UFC fan. Yeah, the the welterweight um, class. Yeah, Colby and Kamaru, Right those two, they hate each other, they hate each other, but they bring on such a great show, and that first fight that they had was just amazing, it was amazing, it was brilliant, it was so exciting, to, and you know, it was such a close fight, and th- this argument of like, well, you know, Kamaru Usman, you know, knocked out, or fucked up, Colby Covington, oh, just, just, only by a hair, It was so close that even Kamaru Usman said that he couldn't even tell. When he was fighting, he couldn't even tell if there was a round that he won. That's how explosive that first fight was. And this second fight is going to be amazing. You know, um, and people like to think that Colby Covington can't fight because he talks so much shit. This is the thing about Colby Covington. I personally like him. I think he's an extremely talented fighter. I think he's vicious. I think he's technically brilliant. I think he is. His cardio is just immense. His cardio and what he can do in the octagon is just insane. He has so much gas in that tank of his that he can just go for it and just last all five rounds without breaking sweat. Well, he does sweat, but you know what I mean. You get my point. He's just, he's restless. He can just go, you know? Um, And he is such a technically great fighter. He's just on point. He's just patient. And when he knows to go for it, he just goes for it. He is brilliant. Um, And his persona of this, super villain in the ufc i think it's a smart business move i really do i think it's a great business move because you got to create a character and you got to create a persona sometimes in order to sell pay-per-view buys. pay-per-view pay-per-view sorry pay-per-view pay-per-view buys can't even fucking say that right you got you you got to create you got to bring an extra spice sometimes in order to make that happen for some people that needs to happen that was colby um, and I think what he's created is really amusing and entertaining. Obviously, if you see him in real life, he's a really nice, genuine, warming dude. Like, there is footage of that, and he is like that. Um, so, I, I like that about him. I like I like the fact that he, is, he puts on a character, but in real life, he's genuine and sincere. You know, he's his normal, nice self. So, I... I appreciate that about the guy, and I think he's an extremely great fighter. With that said, I love Kamar Usman. He is just unstoppable. He is insane. What he can do, and just the 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 punch, the punches he brings to his opponents, they're just my lord, and what he can do on the ground and oh he's a brilliant grappler. Phenomenal grappler, man. He's he's a jiu-jitsu, is Fantastic too, you know. It's like, so you've got these two fighters who are just gonna absolutely just bring such a great show, and I just cannot wait for that card, that main event. But then you've got Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje. Michael Chandler is one of my favorite fighters at the moment. He's such a humble, exciting, pure dude. That his debut against Dan Hooker was just fantastic. Like, you know. Just how he's able to just knock him to the ground and just the 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 strikes that he was you know bringing the Dan Hooker was just absolutely insane, and then you know in his debut he's doing flips off the off the octagon ring and he's just he's doing flips off the cage. He was phenomenal in that debut, and you know even that fight against Olivier Oliveira, you know, uh, even though he didn't win, it was a close fight. Again, it was a close fight. You the first round that he did with oliveira like he, he he nearly had him he nearly had him and that body slam that he did we got i got to show you this man it's absolutely insane what he does but that he does so he, uh oliveira like gets on gets on his back and tries to choke him out but then you know uh he had michael shanley just retaliates in this you know pure Way where it just shows that he was doing, he was willing to do anything to win the fight. He was just, he was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal performance. Charles Oliveira did it like he won. He did a great job. He, he's really keen for that Dustin Poirier, Charles Oliveira fight if that happens. But you know, Michael Chandler, man, he's just, he's something else, man. This is a highlight reel, so they got music on. But where's the? I'm trying to. I'm gonna to skip to it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So Charles, if you're listening, I'll describe it to you. So Charles is on his back at the moment. Right? He's on, Michael's on the ground. Charles is on his back. And Michael gets gets up. He gets up with Oliviera on his back. Right? And then boom! Fucking Chandler just goes, just falls, just just slams Oliviera onto the pavement, onto the canvas. And Oliviera just gets fucked. Look at that. Oh! It's just brilliant. And then Shanley get you know, and then Liviera's like, you know, still got him in that hold. He's punching him. And Shanley uh, just gets out. And he just, he's doing, the ground, he's doing the ground and pound now. He's doing it. Look at him. He's pounding Oliviera. Oh, he did such a great job. Look at him. Oh, right in the chin. I feel bad for you, people listening, but that that these are the like, and then you've got, you know Chandler's gone up against Gaethje in UFC two six eight, right? And Gaethje, the, the, those calf kicks that he does, it's just uh, they're defining. He he that that is such a brilliant move that he brought to the UFC. Those calf kicks, uh, I'll see if I can find it, Gaethje. You know, just what he's able to do with his legs, it's just. Where's that kick? Where's that kick? Where's that kick? Trying to find it. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, but it's just phenomenal what Justin Gaethje can do. So you've got a really, you know, close fight. I don't know who to call it. But here we go. Yeah. So this was Khabib's last fight. And he was versus Gaethje, and you know, Gaethje was such a tougher. Op- was a tough opponent for Khabib. You know. Oh. Bang! Khabib nearly fell over, and he just is able to just walk it off and keep going. But that's just who Gaethje is. He's such a... He's able to just land those kicks, man, those calf kicks. He, he does some real damage. So I think Chandler's got a real challenge with this one. I want Chandler to win, but it's too close to call with either of them because Colby is such a threat to Kamaru Usman. He is the only guy that can take Kamaru Usman for that, you know, welterweight championship that uh, Kamar Usman finds himself in, so it's gonna be a really interesting card. I can't fucking wait. Mm. Those, two, those fighters, are, those four fighters, you know, brilliant fighters. They're my favorite fighters. Um, you know, a huge fan of Usman, Colvington, and Chandler. Man, they're, those three are my favorite. The some of my favorites, you know. Uh, and they're in the top two percent. As is Gaethje too. Gaethje's brilliant, but yeah, I love, I love those. God, I just, I just love those three fighters. So I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. It's, it's going to be such a phenomenal card, man. I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Mm. All right, the happiness is over. Let's get back into the miserable shit. So, Hassan Piker found himself in quite a bit of controversy this week. Uh, if you don't know who Hassan Piker is, he is a guy who does uh, live streams every day for eight hours a day, right? Eight hours a day. Um, and he's brilliant. He's a, I, I really like him. I don't agree with him on everything, but I, I really like what he does. I think he's got really interesting points. Like I said, don't agree with him on everything. I'm not a fan of of the fact that he worked at the Young Turks for a while, because, you know, the Young Turks are just a pack of fucking, you know, money hauls who love the Democrats, but, you know, whatever, that's that's cool. Everyone's got their bias, and, you know, people love money. What are you going to do? Um, You know, anyway, so Hassan Piker is this guy who identifies as a socialist, and I'm going to get into that later, because there's a deeper point that I'm going to make with this, but, he identifies as a socialist, you know, advocates for good policies to help the public, invest in the public sector, you know, wants healthcare, loves Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, goes, go, you know, he's fighting for the right thing. So he's, you know, definitely, he's definitely got some interesting points. He knows what he's talking about. He's a very educated man, you know, he, and he's, he's a an entertaining, entertaining streamer, you know, anyway. So, Hassan Piker, this guy who constantly goes on about, you know, socialist ideas, as he calls them, whatever label you want to use. Or, you know, he, he's constantly talking about helping the little man out, wants to invest in the public sector. Um, now he's in shit from social media, because why wouldn't he be? Because he bought a, a, a nearly $3 million Los Angeles home. Uh, so... Twitch streamer Hassan Piker recently purchased a nearly $3 million loss, Angeles home. Some are criticizing the self-described leftists for purchasing the expensive commodity. Piker has shrugged off the criticism, tweeting that everyone needs to calm down. Now, Piker has promoted socialist views and publicly supported Vermont. Senator Bernie Sanders, who has described himself as a Democratic Socialist in his presidential primary bids. Uh, In a 2020 interview with Mel Magazine, Piker answered affirmatively when asked whether he was trying to create the persona of the hyper-masculine socialist in his streams. I bought a house. Social media users started to criticize Piker for the purchase. Alleging that his purchase put him at odds with the socialist movement. Uh, Alexis Isabel, a socialist activist, uh, tweeted It's just flat out unethical to be profiting off of socialism and buying yourself a $3 million home in a state that has one of the highest homelessness rates in the country. All right, let's talk. Here's the thing. <sighs> All right, oh, God, my back. Fuck, I worked out before this, so but whatever. Um, look, he can buy a house. My, someone help me out here. He is al- allowed to buy a house. He can buy whatever the fuck he wants. He's earned that money. And I know everyone's like, well, that goes against socialism. Listen, he's just a guy trying to introduce good policies like healthcare and free education and, you know, good investment into the public sector. But the guy can buy a house. He's allowed to buy a house. He can do that. I don't understand. I don't understand what the problem is here. I don't get it. The man is allowed to go out there and say, hey, look, I, I I earned this money, I can buy a house, and he's at least he's sending the right messages. It's not like he's, you know, getting money from some corporation that, you know, like Amazon or some shit. He's not getting money from the Koch brothers. He's not fucking Dave Rubin. Like, he's allowed to be he can buy whatever he wants. It's like similar to the Bernie Sanders situation where everyone just gives him shit because like, oh, you know, you don't like the rich and uh, you've got three homes and you're a millionaire. Yeah, because he got that money from book sales. He's got that money from book sales and public appearances, but he's sending the right messages and that those two have fought for the right things more than you and I ever have. They do the right thing. They can buy a fucking house. I don't understand it. I literally don't understand the controversy. If he wants to buy a house, let him buy a house. If Bernie Sanders wants to buy some, you know, lake house in Texas or something or whatever, let him do it. Who cares? Like this is now this is my next point. Here's the thing. This is why, and this is a friendly Geordie's point, all credit to him. I'm I'm kind of repeating what he says here, but this is why you've got to stop labeling yourself. This idea of like left and right or calling yourself a socialist or a capitalist, it just immediately you've labelled yourself and you've identified in a group. And when you've identified in a group, people are going to associate that with you and you've given yourself a lack of nuance or balance and like, you know, there's no real, you're not taking ideas from other sides in life, you know? And when you went for... In Hassan's case, when he's identifying himself as a socialist, like, this was inevitable. Like, he should just be like a guy who's like, I'm a human who wants to do the right thing for society. This is how I see the world, you know. There's no labels. This is just how I look at shit. And it should have been as simple as that. But he's just a... He unfortunately has bought into that, you know... I don't want to say it, but groupthink-like mentality. But... Not groupthink, but he, he... (sighs) <sighs> he just he should he just should have been a guy being like, listen, I think these are good policies. This is what I think is going to work best. And if it happens to fall into that category of socialist or whatever, then so bad. I guess it's going to work, but you know, he he's a guy who I agree with on the most part. But he he's talking about doing all this in like a capitalist economy. There there you go. I just used a fucking label, but you know, he's a guy. Who looks at things in that way, you know? He he's just if he didn't use the label "I'm a socialist," then I don't think he would have been in this controversy. But that doesn't matter. He can he can buy a house. He's allowed to buy a house. I don't understand. I don't. I do not understand this. It's just, it's stupid, man. But I think Hassan Pike is a great guy. I think he's someone who promotes the right things, and um, he's a well-educated man. And I like his, I like his stuff, and you know, he's a great uh, communicator. I think he's got great talking points. But him labeling himself as a socialist, he's immediately put himself into this group, and it's like, think outside that kind of. Like, it's good to take ideas from that group, but also like have balance with it from other groups, and you know, don't identify with those groups because you can have nuance and balance within the way you think about things. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's the way I see it, but you know, here's what it is, what are you gonna do? You know, I think he's allowed to buy a house, Bernie Sanders can buy a fucking house, enough enough with this, you know, labeling and, you know, group identity, it's just all a bunch of bullshit. But yeah, man, I don't know, oh god, you get my point, you get my point, you know, Oh, jeez you know sometimes in life, it's good to think outside the box and not put yourself into these kind of uh, how do you call it hmm it's important not to you know categorize yourself into some kind of group or some kind of identity it's good to like really look at things as like you know hey if, if this works and that works but hey other things might work from you know different ideas and i just don't think it's yeah, healthy to be like no this is the way i am because i put my oh, i put my self into this group and i'm labeling myself it's just dangerous and it's you know it's not productive but look man he's a guy who's earned his title you know he's worked hard and good on him Good on him. Seriously, you, 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 this—you you just got to have nuance and balance in life, you know. do not pol—don't fall—don't fall for this tribalistic polarization bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at things with nuance. But I mean, look—he's a much smarter man than I am. What am I telling him that? Well, he's not going to listen. He's not going to give a fuck what I have to say. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. All right, ladies and gents, listen. I love your company. It's been fantastic. And, uh, oh, man, it's 9 p.m. on a Saturday. Oh, fucking wrecked. Know what I'm saying, boy? But, yeah, look, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hopefully, you know, we... God. It sucks that we've become the laughing stock of the world. You know what I mean? Like, this is no longer about... <sighs> It, it, we, it, we, the media and our leaders have just turned us into this shit show where everyone is treating us as a joke and it's embarrassing and I really hope we can walk back from this one day and actually get people in who know what the fuck they're doing because what we have at the moment is just is literally a joke we have become a joke because of these people you know so you know it, it, it's interesting it's interesting it's interesting, and I hope people, when they, you know, actually go to vote, to, you know, vote for the right fucking people, they consider this shit. They consider this, and they stop watching those dumb asses on the TV, because they don't know what they're talking about. They're just corporate mouthpieces who do, you know, cocaine on a fucking double bay hotel rooftop. Alright, listen. You enjoy the rest of your week, the rest of your Sunday. You know, good evening, good morning, good night, wherever you are, good afternoon. I am out of here. I'm signing off. I love your company. You stay safe. You keep it real. And you don't let those fucking clowns around town bring you down. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. I'm out of here, people. Stay safe. I'll catch you later. I'll see you next week. I'll catch you on Double N Ben. Peace.